Welcome back to Queen Beauty Podcast, the self-care kickback with your host, Elise. And Quandris. Join our journey on adulting, self-love, and wellness mixed with a few laughs. And giggles. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned and make sure you listen through the whole entire episode because as we speak about our dope Black aunties in the Black community, we're going to bring on our special guest. We're going to bring on April Grant. April Grant. I am so excited for you all to meet April Grant on this podcast because it's a jewel. You're going to get a whole lesson in a word. <laughs> Absolutely. I already know. And she just celebrated a birthday. So we're going to give her some, some yeah, special heart did. moments from a virtual standpoint on the audio when she's speaking because, oh man, she's so beautiful. And I'm just so proud and happy. I can't even wait to speak to her, honestly. So keep listening so that you can get a piece of that good information, jewels, and energy from the one and only April Grant. I guarantee you're going to come away with a takeaway. You're going to finish with a takeaway. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is airing during Mental Health Month and our continued talks about family and its importance on self-care. So we're going to do our little segment that is a QB spin, which is usually on something or whatever that's happening in the world. And it just so happens that um, we came across, and some of you probably already know about this accusation by another fellow podcaster, um, Joe Budden, who is... um, one of the hosts on a, a podcast that he was doing, Olivia, uh, dope. Dunna, she... dunna, dunna, dunna. <laughs> jump off, yo! Yeah. This is the ultimate jump off. Every time I hear the word, oh jump my button, gosh! Jump <laughs> I know. So he, she made an allegation that he sexually harassed her during the recording of an episode, and that basically um, he was a guest on the episode and he was making different types of inappropriate and sexual. Um, remarks and gestures towards her and who is this again this is olivia dope she's a uh, dj and a former host of the joe button podcast okay um and so she made the allegation uh after it happened and she kind of got a lot of heat like why didn't you just say something in the moment tell them to stop or whatever i can't stand when people do stuff like that honestly nobody wants to feel uncomfortable and then yeah when you're dealing with someone of power it's not as easy as just being like Oh, why you ain't say that in a moment? I don't right. Know. And so, and that's exactly what she said. She said she didn't want to, she she, it, she felt uncomfortable. Sometimes everybody's not quick-witted and, you know, enough to be like, oh, this is happening. Let me react and do this right, perfectly right thing. Right. You know, sometimes it takes you a little bit of, to process it. And um, so she just said she was really uncomfortable and didn't really want the mood to be dampened by, you know, her saying something and she just kind of laughed it off. And then later she said something um, to which she got some slack for saying something later and being caught up in like, oh, you're just part of the Me Too, you know, people who just say all these things. Um, and then there were some people, of course, who, uh, you know, were on her side. And, but, you know, yesterday he did come out with an apology saying that what he did was inappropriate and wrong in short and that he um, didn't mean to come off the way that he did it was insensitive it was I don't know 
he said it and that was it was appropriate to be said okay uh, it just looked like everything he said was written by his team probably wait look probably uh, probably probably <laughs> like a really good assumption but i hate to assume because you know what assuming does mm-hmm. but <laughs> at the same time we listened to him talk i don't know if you've heard his podcast and in or you know but he we hear him talk and the, the things that he says and it didn't sound anything the way he usually talks that um and then later in the show he kind of like made some other remarks like <laughs> not taking back the apology but just again mm-hmm. being insensitive to the situation you know that's um, interesting. but yeah but I mean they did take the podcast down off of the different platforms so that the, it would be like a constant reminder of the things which I thought was like you know notable because she was upset that it's like stamped in internet history at this point so at least they took it down from the platforms that they could take it down from and um I guess like as far as putting a spin on it it's it's like for people who are outside looking in just be kind and Mm -hmm. uh, empathetic the best way you can um when people are going through things and there are obviously those people who are going to just say things for attention or to lie that's not everyone every situation is that situation you know what I'm saying right. you can't just bring up all the stuff from the past and and then um of other situations and apply it to this new thing that's happened um in every situation so mm-hmm. I just think that people need to be a little bit more sensitive to that and then also just speak speak your truth we, are, we probably it's not a lot of situations again where people know what to say exactly when it's happening but if you right. have to say it afterwards and say it afterwards when you feel safe to say it you know I have two comments to that Mm -hmm. one really taking a look at being to what you said about okay we're processing time um it's actually important that people take a moment and process a situation because sometimes when you react in pure reaction you be you come off apologetic with how you reacted in the moment (laughs) You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So, or just that's a big deal. Crazy, <laughs> right? Just completely and people, crazy because you don't know how to. You know what I mean? You didn't take the time to think <laughs> about your words, and you just sound crazy or look crazy because of the way. You know what I'm saying? The way it came it, out because the you way so it came out to come out with it. Yeah. So right. it's not a bad thing to take a moment and process, especially when you're shocked about what's going on in the moment. Right. Um, right. Yeah. It's just interesting. So on to what we came here to talk about tonight, which is dope black aunties in the community. Hey, hey. Aunties. <laughs> man, aunties came, aunties need a whole badge. I feel like you need, Absolutely. just like they used to give, well, they give an AARP card that you need an auntie card. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you just said that, but, but it's true. I feel like, Black aunties are and make the Black family. They really do. They are a huge cornerstone. I actually read an article that said Black aunties are the cornerstone of the Black community. They are rare jewels. They are jewels. They are. Not rare. They're jewels. Yes. They're jewels. They drop jewels. They... (laughs) You know, they, yes. they if if you're if you're the favorite, they give you jewels. <laughs> Listen, I think to be a, a whole lifeline to a oh situation, and they usually are, which is what makes them dope. So, like, how did your aunts impact your life? How'd your auntie treat 
Oh, me? My? Yeah, you. You. I'm talking oh, about me. A whole you. <laughs> you know, I got a whole puppy, y'all. So I'm a real, I'm an auntie with a puppy. That's my brand. But uh, <laughs> so, yes, on that, I have the most amazing aunt. Actually, one of my aunts is visiting me right now in Atlanta this week because she's looking to relocate uh, when she retires. <gasps> So is she, she looking to relocate in Atlanta? Yeah, from California. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. yep. So she's going around. She's been here with her, her husband and they've been looking in different areas in the city, but my whole entire life, they are literally the arm or the branches of my mm-hmm. mother, right? Yeah. They have always been there for me on any way imaginable, like in mm-hmm. any capacity. Um, mm-hmm. and they also just to kind of be funny, gave me the best gifts on holidays and birthdays. <laughs> I still get cards from my aunties and I'm almost 35. <laughs> but no, like they are amazing. Like I don't even know what life would be without them because they've always been just a constant, um, a consistent voice, a consistent supporter, and just the standard for me, they set the standard of what auntie should be or what auntie excellence looks like so right that's my auntie's been but that is amazing everything you said was perfectly clear that everything you just said is just the truth (laughs) it is the truth and I really like when you said that they are the branches of your mom and it's the same like I have aunts on both sides I have my my uh, my dad's sister Uh and I have aunts on my mom's side and when I tell you they are they are all they are all extensions of my parents mm-hmm. and it's important to have because you know that whole phrase it takes a village yeah it takes a village and you know obviously your parents want to be at every single moment of every single thing but that's impossible right? right and that's where a lot of the close-knit people or the closer people in your family come in like your aunties and your uncles and my aunts I mean listen I think my aunt whatever she literally advocated for my first bra. <laughs> where would I be today <laughs> listen Linda because you know how it's like you have like the little the little training bras and whatnot right. and then when do you segue and there's no one having conversations on when exactly you supposed to do this and do that you know what I'm saying and it was just like it was a cool thing to to be able to have a conversation because sometimes with parents and you, when you're a parent, you're talking to your child, certain situations or topics can become awkward. Absolutely. It's never awkward for aunties. Nope. Never. They Listen. will get it to you straight. <laughs> Listen. But still on your level. It's still, still on your level. In, it's still within like the confines and like the guides that your mom or your dad would have wanted them to say it usually. Yeah. Um, because they're extensions of them. It just takes away that separation of like awkwardness, I guess is it what does, it is. Because they're not your they're not your parent. Because they're not so, your direct parent. Right. Yeah. And so I've had I've had, you know, we've had candid conversations about different things and it's just always been like right on par. I felt like in some situations, this is exactly what my mom would say. Like, right. Like, but the way they say it is a little different. Right, right, right. And sometimes you need it to be said by someone else for it to like sink in. Right. Especially when you're in like that teenage phase of you think you know everything in the whole wide world, you don't know anything at all. It's gonna mm-hmm. usually be that cool auntie that come around and tell you what you don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> it puts you right back in line. So 
I I love I love my aunties for that. I really really do. <laughs> That's awesome. That's actually you know the catalyst to why aunties are so important, and we have to showcase all the dope aunties that we know in mainstream society. Like oh yes, and yes. by wait Aunt Viv, Aunt Viv yes. from um, Aunt Viv. what's her name? First person. Aunt Viv. Yes. Yes. She is necessary. <laughs> she was she was necessary for all of us. Not but only like, was all she right, here. Let's think about it. Like, because what she did, and this was kind of what I was reading when I was like looking at like the importance. There are whole legit, you remember JSTOR, like the research database that you can find uh collegiate articles in for yeah. different studies. They had a study on on black aunts being the cornerstone of the community. I couldn't get access. I'm not a student anymore. Oh. I wish I could have read that article. But at either rate, they took you could take like a situation like that Aunt Viv and her taking in her nephew, right? We talking wait for people who don't know Aunt Viv. If okay. you don't know Aunt Viv, we just assumed that everybody knew who Aunt Viv uh, yeah, was. We did assume. <laughs> this is the story. This is Fresh Prince. <laughs> Based out of West Philadelphia. Born and raised. Born and raised. And a playground is where, where he spent been. most of his days chilling out, just maxing, relaxing, relaxing, all, all cooling all, off, chewing on people. So basically, she took in her nephew from the inner city and took him out to her suburban Bel Air home with her husband and their family dynamic, so that he could get a, a the best out of the best in life, you know, and so. It was that whole, it's that whole premise that aunties are going to be there for you when yep. you need them. You know what I mean? And they're, they're going to be there to guide you along and they're going to be that extension. And so that, that's like a really great example of that mm-hmm. because you will see a lot of, um, you know, it, when you need that break or whatever, you go into your, your sisters and then so they can take their nieces and nephews. My sister does it. She told y'all about that in the last episode. She take her nieces and nephews in the summer for a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. And What's they, she call it? Camp Knock? Camp not they she they go there she get them straight she get, them, get straight. them all straight send them back home <laughs> and it's just like it's important it's, it's an really outlet is. it is an outlet and I would be there I was tutoring my nephew at one point and oh my god all the things that you've been <laughs> to, to these babies listen oh. aunties have evolved it's not you don't oh have to be gosh. blood anymore to be an auntie you Mm-mm. can be a really good friend auntie and you a yep. real auntie a yep. whole real auntie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is the truth that is the truth and it is a badge of honor <laughs> i wear it with a badge of honor you listen they don't make the aunties like they used to with friends and just being there for your girlfriends as well as your sisters like but right now I mean currently I think aunties have evolved like remember when aunties became a a hell hashtag like yes Yes. auntie like yes because we knew that Gladys Knight and Patty LaBelle was our whole entire auntie on a versus battle like (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely when you got the glow, you are auntie. Literally, like if you That's have a takes. glow or an aura, yes, auntie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, so I mean, black aunties are a vibe. They're a vibe, and yes. you know, I think that it's just important to make sure that we recognize them and we honor them uh, for who they are and for all that they bring. Like we kind of mentioned before. Black aunties will drop some random jewels. 
all the and time. That's, that's the thing is, it's like it's random. It's all the time, but it still be a little bit random. Like you don't see it coming. You're right. You're just having your regular conversation. You know, thinking that you know whatever you know. How's school, baby? Like, how's school? How <laughs> you doing? Like, they they just, get you in. They just, like, reel you in to just, like, spill all the beans, right? <laughs> it is. It's a it's a cute, subtle check-in. I do that with my niece. Yes, I'll yes. just be like, how, what's going on? How was, how was today? And, you know, right. just hear what she got to say. And then I'm like, oh, okay, let's talk about this. All right. Right. <laughs> and it's a whole thing and it, and then it just like it just be some random relationship advice it's just given off the drop of a dime you know letting you know what it really is and it's not what you think you see or saw on tv right. you know just kind of setting you back into reality when it comes to just different all types of different things I remember you talking about advice you were giving your niece when it came to like finances and what oh yeah and I was proud, Auntie. I was proud, Auntie, the weekend when she texted me and told me she purchased her first stock. I said, okay. <laughs> I felt like I won the lottery. Like honestly, yeah, I really yeah. did because it was just amazing that they're listening. They're listening. They're that's listening. cool. Like keep that's talking, aunties. Aunties uncles, keep talking. Mamas, My mom makes me keep talking. My mom, not make me, but sh- my mother told me a long time ago that I need to call my aunt on Mother's Day. Um, and one of my aunts doesn't have a daughter and it's okay. I need to call my aunt on Mother's Day. So I make it a point every year to call my aunt on Mother's Day. Like um, it's not anything to do with the fact that she's not a real mother. Like, you are a mother to me. You have been an mm-hmm. extension of my upbringing. That's true. That's true. And we call them extensions of our parents, of our moms. Mm-hmm. We need to give them a call. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now it is the section for our Go Black Millennial Auntie Award. The ultimate trip taker lives her life to the fullest, embraces every single moment, and guaranteed to get you all the way gathered and welcome hey. to April Grant. Yay. Hey, see the audience got to say, hey, I don't want to hear clapping. I need to hear, hey, hey. okay, exactly. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to hello. our show. Welcome to the, the conversation on Dope Black Aunties. Yes, thank you. I, I'm a, such an avid listener that it's just awesome to now be a part of this. I'm honored. I'm honored, Lee. Awesome. We are honored to have you. We, <laughs> when we sat back and, you know, we talked and we think about the different topics that we're going to discuss and we talked about dope Black aunties, we have to have April on. Right. <laughs> it was a unanimous decision. I feel like <laughs> you have cultivated the word auntie to be synonymous with April. <laughs> I love it. I love it. In my thirties, do you know how big of an honor that is? <laughs> yes, <laughs> y'all. Don't make me tear up, y'all. Like. Listen, this is a whole showering moment. We want to give you all of your props right now. <laughs> I love and it. We already told our listeners that she just had a birthday. Yeah. So, how did you enjoy your birthday? My birthday was awesome, awesome, awesome. Yay. So, um. 
my significant other took me to Brooklyn. And your other, that's all I thought. Okay. Yeah, you, my little, my little <laughs> we have little friends. So my little friend <laughs> took, me, <laughs> took me to Brooklyn and just did all the things I ever wanted to do in Brooklyn as a tourist. Because like my oh. family there. And you yeah. know, when you're from somewhere or you're from somewhere, you don't do the stuff that people right. from town come into and so I made a list of everything that I wanted unbeknownst to me um and gave it to him and he set it up and made it happen so I went to see this um art exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum I walked the Brooklyn Bridge we did a little boat ride yeah like it was amazing went out to eat it was good and then he surprised me with a zoom meeting with like all my all my great friends that I don't <laughs> see <laughs> and then my line sisters popped up from Baltimore my little goddaughter Juliana who we share the same birthday wow with uh, one of my friends from DC it was just amazing so you know I cried thug tears you know I cried you thug did tears. well listen I saw but like I didn't even right. know all <laughs> right that's awesome that's awesome sounds like a keeper it does (laughs) maybe he'll get upgraded from little friend so you know he i but he i (laughs) but you gotta say it with a smile that means you know it's real right (laughs) he cool he cool right he cool cool. we good we good you know we good uh so all right, so to get us started with the auntie's conversation, because we really want to focus on all of your dopeness and being a purebred auntie, but we want to know, what kind of auntie would you describe yourself? This is a little icebreaker. Yeah, so, so you- we, we came up with the different categories on different types of aunts, so, because we know there's all different types of aunts. You have the crazy yes. aunt, the cool aunt. The bougie, uh, I think it's like, it's way more categories than that, yes. right? <laughs> Definitely. So what kind of, what category would you kind of put yourself in if you had to put yourself in right. category? So right now I am the cool aunt aspiring to be the bougie aunt. Okay. Okay. Yes. I like that. You, you said you have yes. goals and your auntie is I have goals. <laughs> I need to evolve my auntiness to bougie. I think bougie is like level 10 epitome of auntie. The auntie that come into Thanksgiving with the, the floor length fur on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Blocking the driveway with her bins. Like that's, that's me. That's who I'm trying shades. to be yeah. right now. You. And I feel like you are on the path of auntie righteousness. <laughs> definitely that's what I'm setting myself up to be listen I'm here for it I actually sent my niece a text message uh when Quadri came up with this little categorized auntie game and I said well what kind of auntie am I (laughs) and this is not a trick question because you know they say (laughs) um you are who what people basically your perception is how you who you are right Mm-hmm. Right, right. And um, she said the successful wine auntie. So she said, I'm not bougie, but almost. <laughs> Ooh. 
So it's, it's potential, but whatever. I mean, I'll take well it. Well on your way, huh? Well on my you way. We are way. well on our way to boo boo auntie. <laughs> yeah, it's subtle. I think like with our generation as millennials, mm-hmm. we're going to be like subtly bougie auntie. Like we're yes. just going to put the black card quietly on the table to pay <laughs> for no, dinner. No, that's so real. Because that reminds that's, me of that's what adult black auntie would do. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the new black. Remember Ooh. we talked about that. The new black. Rachel told me I was the new black a couple. The new yes, that is real. <laughs> the new black. The new black. Yes. So, As millennials, we're creating our own identity of what the auntie is in our image, not the baby boomers or the Generation Xers, but yeah. as millennials, you know. As and I think millennials, part, right? Yeah, that's the dope part of creating our identity in that sector of what an auntie can be, and that's exciting. It is. It is. I've embraced it. I've honestly embraced it. I'm excited to be an auntie. Um, I love all of my godchildren, my nieces, my nephews. Like, I am the cool aunt. And I just want to be an example for them about how life can be when you embrace yourself and who you are and not live within the box of what a woman has to be, do, look like you know, to completely live in your true essence. Because so many times um, growing up, we are under the watchful eye mm-hmm. of society, mm-hmm. of, of culture, whether if you know it's American culture or if you're African or Caribbean or Latino. Mm-hmm. And we have to be something that we truly aren't, you right. know? And it's like, what pulls at you? What drives you? What makes you feel free? And that gets beaten out of us yeah. through school. You know what I'm saying? Through job. Oh, girl. Yes. You know, and we lose focus of who we really are. And it has to be intentional. I try to live my, live my life as intentionally as possible because it's easier to just get up and go to work every day. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to live in your truth on a daily basis. Man, but didn't we tell you she, you was gonna get gathered? Didn't that we was, say that? That, was, that was what we said. We put that <laughs> in, we put that as a part of her introduction. You we about to get gathered right. tonight, okay? <laughs> Look, we got little notes. We got little notes about what we're gonna talk about. You just hit all three of them topics <laughs> in like two sentences. Listen, <laughs> girl, I love all of you, April. Like, I want to give you a real big hug. I, I cannot. I you so much like seriously (laughs) i love love y'all no seriously auntie can't be a true auntie without a whole gang you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and y'all and like i just know that if needed y'all will show up and if needed i will show up for y'all you know and um living away from each other that has never been an issue and i think that is something like with friendships that people really need to get together you gotta take the out of the friendship it ain't about you you got to give and take sometimes somebody going through something and they yep. don't call you know what i'm saying they ain't nothing about you yeah do you call that person you right. know like, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> and you don't, need to, you don't need to talk to someone every day for your friendship to be valuable how do you feel when you do see that person do mm-hmm. you feel whole? do you feel with light and if you do, then what else do you need? 
to you know what I'm saying to prove that this person is for you and a part of your team. Like people really need to really get off their soapbox. A <laughs> 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 ego, like really, it's not that deep. Oh, ego. That's a you could spend a whole conversation on ego. On the ego, yes. Mm-hmm. Listen, especially in this world with social media where you can just scroll and see people's egos on full display screaming at you. Look at like Holland. 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 <laughs> My whole thing with that is too is like it's getting to the point where like people feel a way about you not liking their posts. Like relax. Because <laughs> they think that they think that social media is real. <laughs> Oh. because their oh. egos are telling them that it's real right so they, they're attaching those real ties to it and it's unfortunate because we know for sure we've seen people act like they out on full vacations and you see you know they out on a patio you know they out on a patio <laughs> cut it out i've seen that in real life but i but i digress <laughs> Try to act like magical things are happening. Like it's okay. <laughs> you having a normal day, just like the rest of us folks. Hello. <laughs> so true. It's true. Oh, it's so man. sad. We have created lives within a phone. Yeah. But you what happened? Put that phone down. <laughs> a whole phone. It's not even five pounds. It's not. <laughs> it's I'm not. like, how how heavy is a phone? It's like two pounds. Not even. <laughs> not even a whole girl. lot of importance tied to it though mm-hmm. a whole lot like so, i don't i get that and i feel i feel really scared for the generation after us hell i feel scared for our generation mm-hmm. because you would assume that people would know better because we grew up in um a world that didn't have yeah. laptops you know what i'm saying like that right. not available i'd go in my mom's bedroom and log on to aol you know what i'm saying <laughs> if she needs and to I use her to... phone i needed to get off mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. there was no computer in your back pocket look up whatever you want like we had the dewey decimal system right. and you had in them cards and you had to actually read you know and now the you on, your, your whole identity is in an app yeah i don't understand that listen april you're preaching right now because one of the things that we talked about a little bit ago was about the excitement of this next generation guidance, but it's also like, are we prepared and how are we preparing to give guidance as aunties to this mm-hmm. next generation, understanding that we were kind of like as the catalyst of adulthood in this newfound world of social media yeah. that's infusing our lives. Like it's a, the millennial theme, it's a blessing and a curse. It really right. is. Mm-hmm. because we've seen it grow more than anyone else in the world but then we have these babies who only know it yeah yeah for sure I, I think that we have to look at the past to learn what not to do with the mm-hmm. um with the children coming up we and I speak a lot about this um to friends of mine that that are behaviorists like me in regards mm-hmm. to um the the baby boomers I felt like failed us in a sense um because I feel like in my own story I was fed that all I needed to do was take this course um mm-hmm. a job career and then happiness will come and mm-hmm. that was not it at all mm-hmm. um there is no retirement 
that is secured for mm-hmm. us. You know, there is no stability in your career. You can get fired like that. There's too many gambles and risks that we have to take. And we weren't taught how to be ourselves. Who are we? You know, like we don't fit in this box as millennials and we have to be empathetic to this new generation coming up and know that we can't feed them that same lie that was told to us. But also that, you know, they grew up in a completely different time as us and not and work on them and call them stupid or, oh, y'all don't know nothing and da-da-da-da. Like, no, we have to come together and connect with them and show them, this is what happened to me. This is what I learned. I don't want you to go through the same thing. How can we work together to move you ahead of where I was? Right. You know? And I that think comes that's one of the again. parts that aunties um, kind of have up their sleeve is not making you feel stupid. To <laughs> <laughs> say it in short, and that's probably yeah. why the message is received because you know, like they have a, a elegant way of giving you the information and giving it to you in a very real way, but it's a little bit more relatable. Right. Um, not that our parents have any intentions on making us feel stupid at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it, it could be our egos again, telling us that. Um, but I think that for the most part, when it comes to aunties giving us this information is because they have, they, they can relate a little bit more because it's, yeah. a, it's, it's like one step removed for them to Absolutely. be able to relate and you know like this is the you know you, they know how they thought when they were our age right and so it's just like you know uh they take that and they try to help them apply it to their their generation and what they're going through um and like you said it was I mean it was good when when it comes to this generation being completely involved in the internet and in social media like these are things that we can't even imagine I couldn't imagine going through the embarrassing moments of middle school and stuff like that and it being on social media because that's how young they're getting on these days you know so so that's so important I that just makes me think um I was thinking when we were talking earlier about the Joe Button and I told you Quandris that I couldn't remember what my thought was so um April earlier in this episode Quandris was talking about an issue with the Joe Button and the sexual assault. And I was thinking in my mind, um, are we moving to a world or a society of empathy um, as the, the catalyst in the forefront? But then when you were speaking, I was thinking about empathy again as the theme mm-hmm. um, and really like believing, like it's to put yourself in that person's shoes in this new world that we're in or in this new way of life that we're in, like, is empathy our society? Hell right no. Now? I'm sorry. Can I say hell no? No, Is you can like, say hell no. Hell no. I don't think can so I either. <laughs> I'm curious. This is my question. Yes. Yeah, so hell no. And I say that because um, cancel culture has evolved into you can't be a human being that makes mistakes, mm-hmm. you know? And we, as, as human beings, we have a tendency to become defensive when we feel like even though we were wrong, a person is being unjust and not allowing us to grow within a, a poor decision that we made. Um, what happened to listening? What happened through? What happened to communicating through a problem and someone learning, you know, through dialogue? That doesn't happen when the automatic reaction is cancel. Mm, nope, that's it. it. We have become a polarized society. Right. You know, and as, and as Black women, as, as a Black auntie, I already have 
the the pressure of being a magical Negro in society where I can do no wrong, right? When we look at um, police shootings and politics, we have to be perfect citizens in order not to be shocked, right? Mm -hmm. So when we have that stigma on us, we can't afford to personally put that stigma on the children that 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 are under us you know like yeah. you a child that's how you grow is through falling down burning yourself saying something wrong and then your auntie your uncle comes and say nah baby that's not how you do it right so unless the less black auntie is us. the catalyst of empathy because <laughs> 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 they're going to give it to you straight i mean that's one of the things and like and, and they will have right. it there will be empathy but it's going to be honest first. First, it's it has be to honest. be though. I feel like and, it and you need it. You need that honesty. Like you said, it's a lot of coddling going on here, right? Yeah. Where you know people are going to make mistakes, um, but sometimes people just need to be told what it is because it, it and it needs to be told in a way that it's received. And I feel like because of the things that we're seeing happening, people not receiving. <laughs> we're yeah. not. We are yeah. not receiving, and nope. we need a little bit more honesty to it so that we can just get the message of it so that we can grow it's for our own growth and development you know yes. accountability Amen. accountability yes mm-hmm. one of the things i wanted to say uh april is i love the way that you create those spaces you create these spaces and it's not for necessarily your direct nieces i mean for grown people you create <laughs> these dope spaces of growth in different avenues and I remember I mean from books that we've all read together from from planning um purposeful planning and to the financial group rich auntie's finance is (laughs) (laughs) that has already I mean like shown it just helped me grow I don't know about the others but it definitely helped me grow yes it helped me Um, and like it's self-reflecting like self-awareness that's what the groups that you create create self-awareness in whatever area that they are and that is important because again going back to that honesty and being honest with yourself on yeah. the things that you need to just level up on um it's a safe space for it and that that right there that's that's black auntie right there that's special <laughs> that is, you're right that is i never even thought about it like that Quan, just, but you are right that is a black auntie space for sure of safety because we need that. I mean, I, I always feel like if I can't tell my friend she got a boogie in her nose, then what are we doing? Right. <laughs> we doing something wrong. <laughs> you know, and that and that booger from middle school has evolved to self-awareness, like you said, to finances. If I can't tell you, girl, your money looking a little funny, let's get it together. Exactly. Your money look a little funny. (laughs) Wait, I'm gonna say that in love, but you you gotta say it in auntie love. Your money ain't right, mama. (laughs) You know you need to put that bag down because (laughs) how many of them did you buy this month? (laughs) Look, how many times did you order Uber Eats this month? Okay. Now. And, it's the, and the thing is it come from a place of love because you know your auntie always come from a place of love right. you know it's about how you receive it 
and knowing who your auntie is. You know your friend not a hater. You know your right. friend wants the, right. want the best for you, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? They don't. They want to see you with that bag, but they want to see you with that bag under good, wholesome pretenses. That's not, it. not on a you know a credit card that's that's maxed out. You know what I'm saying? And I know for me, I'm a natural teacher as an auntie, and so when I learn something. I want to share it with my friends. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, if I know it, I want you to know it. You know, because I can't be the only rich auntie on the yacht. Like y'all need <laughs> You can't be the only rich auntie on the yacht with a real lean and, um, what is it? Minimalist lifestyle. <laughs> okay. Because you have really encouraged me to go on that whole minimalism kick. Yeah, girl, it's life-changing. It's Amazing. so life-changing I talk about it everywhere like I'm Jehovah Witness have you tried minimalism <laughs> <laughs> you, oh my that was a hearty laugh <laughs> yo if you create a book on minimalism I will fall out a little oh pamphlet some little <laughs> <laughs> to go along with the speech oh my gosh try minimalism okay <laughs> all right because this changed my life like literally has changed my life. Minimalism is not only like how you curate your home. It's a lifestyle. It's finance. It's, it's your relationships with people. You know, it's how you treat yourself. It's pruning the dead ends so that new growth can happen. And that needs to do like with a plant, you have to, you have to prune your plant on a constant basis, you know, seasonally. And we have to do that with our lives. We have to make assessments of our finances, our relationships, of our household, of our health, and prune what's no longer serving us. You know, you got to take that assessment. That's for your health on all ends of the spectrum. So minimum, y'all that are listening, Google it, look it up, listen. I know they spoke about it a couple podcasts ago, but (laughs) it's life-changing. Look into it. Thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely. <laughs> Will do. And that was well said. Um, we are very happy to have you on our podcast episode about those Black aunties because you are, like I said, you get the, the Dope Black Auntie Millennial Award of the Decade right. now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I appreciate so, you into my cup today. Oh, we appreciate you, April. <laughs> now we're going to go into reflective thought before you take it away for you guys for the evening or morning, depending on where you're listening. Um, Black aunties and uncles are a staple to the Black community. They are our next line to our grandparents. They move up in position depending on the situation. They are safety nets. They are empathetic. They are supportive. We love our Black aunties and our families. Um, I will be nowhere, nowhere without them. So tip of the day, take the time out to call your aunties, your uncles, all of your loved ones. Reaching out to our loved ones is important for everyone. It keeps us grounded. It keeps everyone feeling love, which is needed, especially in these last few years. It's necessary. It fills up our tanks. So really do take that time out of your busy, busy schedule to reach out to your loved ones just to say, hi, how are you doing? (laughs) So thank you everyone for spending some time with your listening ears. Please check out our show notes for links referenced in this episode and our website 
www.queenbeautypodcast.com where you can send any comments, questions, or concerns to queenbeautypodcast at gmail.com. And also don't forget, we still have Queen Beauty Podcast Cares Initiative, which you can find a direct access and link to under the shop tab on our website, where you can either donate or shop to contribute to our initiative to provide free counseling services to a person in financial need. Subscribe to our podcast for instant access on new episodes. Leave a five-star rating and review. You can find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Queen Beauty Podcast. And special shout out to our podcast editor, Shania, at Princess Lay, artist extraordinaire, protege, who has a graduation coming up. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> graduation. Yay. <laughs> See us back here soon for some quality time with Queen Beauty. Peace and love.